Black Talk Radio Network is made possible in part with help from the Black Talk Media Project, a North Carolina-based nonprofit engaged in the production and distribution of independent digital black media. Find out more by going to blacktalkradionetwork.com or blacktalkmediaproject.org and look for the menu tab, Crowdfunding Black Media. Black Talk Media Project, helping to provide you with new black media for the new millennium. Hello and good evening and welcome to this broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name, of course, is Scotty Reed, broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. And that's been a long time. I guess you would call it a a tagline for Black Talk Radio News since I launched it, what, in 2008. Uh, A lot of my long-time listeners, um, you know, know that line broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. And for those that don't know what USA Inc. symbolizes, uh, it symbolizes the fact that the federal government is a corporation um, that did so in the uh, mid mid to late 1800s. A lot of people don't know that. We like sharing uh, those type of little history tidbits from time to time. Um, so before I get started, uh, I will be going over some of uh, what's in the news, as uh, one of my old broadcasting buddies used to say, what's in the news, and go over a couple of news items. Uh, keep it here in the United States, uh, although there's a lot of things going on around the world uh, 24-7, but we'll keep it to a couple of stories uh, within the United States. Um, but then the main topic that I want to discuss is is this journey that I began a week after George Floyd was murdered um, by police officers. And my daughter called me crying. Well, I should say I have three daughters. So my oldest daughter called me crying, saying she had just watched the video and said that she then uh, showed it to her son, my my grandson, to have the talk with him. Y'all you know, know what the talk is when we're talking about black folks in the United States behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. And it just changed her, and she had to do something. Now, again, I've been talking about these issues for for years. I've, you know, talked to my daughters, and they'll tell you about dealing with police and about criminal justice issues. And, And one thing they did know was that slavery was never abolished because I made them fully aware of the 13th Amendment, made them read it, had a conversation about it, and they clearly understand that slavery was never abolished. It was just moved from, let's just say, plantation chattel slavery to prison chattel slavery, all right, because prisoners are property of the state or the federal government, whoever is incarcerating them on a prison plantation. So. I know that when we first had that first march in Mount Holly, first march ever in Mount Holly dealing with social justice issues, a lot of people turned out um, more than what I expected. Uh, it certainly surprised um, the reporter from the Gastonia Gazette who who attended. Um, but 
then our second march i noticed you know that my daughter had created a sign from someone had started a petition to remove the confederate uh idol the beacon of white supremacy because that's what it was intended um that's what the intent was to make it a beacon of white supremacy when it was erected in 1912 in front of the old courthouse and then um in 1998 some other suspected racists um then gave it a 35 foot pedestal to set it on and moved it to the new courthouse you know so it it, it definitely you know they want it to be seen and to send a message and we you know um people who understand racism and and how it operates we know what time it is we know the message that it is being sent and so and then that just reminded me of when i had gotten out the military i think it was what sometime in 1992 shortly after about six months after i came back from the gulf war and i'll file my papers my dd-214 to have a copy of it on file at the courthouse and went to the courthouse and I'm like, you know, that's, it just, it's when I first really noticed that this statute and what it was dedicated to or or who it was dedicated to, it just really struck me because then I read the base and saw the Confederate flag. I was like, you know, this is, this is just a disgrace. This is, this has to go. But, you know, back then I wasn't politically active, um, definitely wasn't organizing uh, anything dealing with social issues or or any kind of uh, issues. Of course, I was aware of racism, um, had racism practice against me through employers and what have you. So it's not like I just was not what you would call an activist at that time uh, in, in my life. And so um, tonight, or I guess I should say it's after midnight, so I should say yesterday evening, the county took a big step backwards okay so in between the time that we started marching demonstrating protesting holding teach-ins and tonight um you know it, it's just a step back backwards and so that'll be the main topic that i will want to focus on but of course i want to go over what's in the news and so before I do all of that, I rarely do call-in shows, but uh, in your description uh, for the broadcast, you will see ways that you could link up with me on this late, late broadcast, because I'm liable to just do a broadcast at any time. But let me uh, find those telephone numbers. It's a number, it's a, quite a few telephone numbers. You could also join by video conference you have the link there, uh, the meeting ID and passcode is there as well. Uh, you can also dial in with your phone, and a couple of those numbers are 312-626-6799, uh, 312-626-6799. Uh, then you have 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656, and, and you can join the conversation after I go through uh, what's in the news. Um, and I'm particularly interested in talking to those who live in Gaston County, um, especially if you have been standing on the side where I call those people the Neo-Confederates. I, I know you're following me. I know 
uh, you know, you watch what I do. I know y'all watching the videos and what have you, but, you know, call in. Call in and, and have conversation with me and present your case on why this uh, idol to Confederate soldiers should remain at our courthouse because every time I've gotten into a one-on-one -on -one conversation um, with one of you, and that's happened twice now, once um, um, actually not that long ago, and the guy told me he follows me on, on Facebook, uh, but when I had these one-on-one -on -one conversations um, and logic is being applied instead of emotions, I, you know, they start backing down off of their argument and, and, and agree that the most logical thing, the most just thing to produce justice is to remove that, that uh, Confederate statue from the county courthouse. Um, so, you know, they say a lot of things on Facebook and social media. They send messages and what have you. And I don't even read them, especially um, if you haven't sent a friend request or what have you. And um, I can preview some of your stuff, and I see like 20 messages. I know you're a stalker, and I, uh, you're not going to waste my time. All right, so let's go over so, some of uh, what's in the news since I did remember to give out the phone numbers uh, for anybody who wants to join uh, during this broadcast. All right, so um, btrcommunity.com, these are where I'm pulling these articles from. Um, sometime about when, 2016. Because uh, time really flies. 2016, um, I've been on Facebook since 2008. Uh, Twitter, I was on Twitter since Hey, they put you in Facebook jail. Come on over to btrcommunity.com. Okay, uh, let me see. I just got a message that Zoom quit. This meeting is being recorded. 
Okay, looks like I am back. Um, just had uh, something go out on me. Okay, so now I'm in here twice. Just had problem with the software. Y'all give me a second. Let me see. Stop video on that. So it has me up here twice. And let me see if I can remove that. All right, it's gone away. All right, all straighten up. So let me get started on what's in the news. All right, what do we have in the news? California's on fire in case uh, y'all missed that. It, you know, hundreds of fires, hundreds of fires are being reported all across California. Um, says forcing tens of thousands of residents to flee. Um, and then they're also facing blackouts, rolling blackouts. I think I, re I read an article mentioned something about that. Um, for those that don't know what a blackout is, that's when you just lose power uh, for hours and what have you before the power comes back on. Uh, problems with the electricity grid and what have you. And so California is on fire. It's really, really on fire. Um, I can't think of California and fires without thinking about the prison um, the prisoners um, whose labor uh, has been used to fight those fires. Prison slaves, let me let me just go ahead and, and use the word. Yes, prison slaves. We still have slaves in the United States because the United States never stopped practicing slavery. Um, but California is basically on fire. And when I was like reading about the tens of thousands of people who, who have fled and just adding on to the numbers, of the homeless people here in the United States. The United States is deteriorating. Uh, um, it's just fast becoming a third, what they call a third world country, even though that has colonialist, you know, um, ties to to that phrase. But it's becoming a, very, a, a land of the poor is what we should call it. Um, land of the poor. I mean, Dr. King tried to warn us that's why he went on a poverty tour, a poverty tour, but, you know, the greedy just kept, you know, taking more from the many, and it's just not enough for to sustain the U.S. population. All right, um, election news. I definitely um, have been out there trying to register people to vote, not trying to, but I have been registering people to vote. Not as many as I would like, but I'm going to continue to register uh, people to vote during this window um, that we have. Um, more so to deal with local issues in, in Gaston County and uh, again also with the state government. And then what U.S. representatives, yes, it's, it's an election year and Donald Trump must go. I'm not even going to argue or debate with anybody about him or Joe Biden in the 1994 crime bill um, because nobody can talk to me um, and school me on Joe Biden's record um, because uh, I school people on Joe Biden's record and, and have done so for a very long time. Um, lately, during the Democratic uh, primary, so people who know me know I know all about prison slavery, the architects of it, and what have you, but we're in a very, very tough situation. Now, I try to do the principal thing and stick to my philosophical guns and what have you, uh, my political guns, if, if you will, on policy 
And I voted for the Green Party and Jill, Jill Stein. Um, wouldn't be the first time I voted for a third-party candidate or a quote-unquote long shot in my lifetime. Um, I had something personal against Hillary Clinton, and I'm not going to recap that, but I actually had an interaction with the Clinton Global Initiative and where they got me kicked off of YouTube for simply using a clip of Barack Obama giving a speech about human trafficking. And then, you know, everybody does it. The mainstream media does it. Where you take a short clip of somebody saying something, and then you add commentary. And, and Barack Obama, he was president at the time, gave a speech on human trafficking at uh, overseas at a, a Clinton Global Initiative, talking about human trafficking and slavery overseas. And obviously, I'm pointing out that Barack Obama, as a constitutional uh, lawyer, I'm not going to call him a scholar, but a, a lawyer, knows that the 13th Amendment did not abolish slavery in the United States and did very little to address the issue. Did very, very little. Did the, the bare minimum. Did the bare minimum. So you can't school me on Joe Biden. You can't school me on the Obama administration. Um, you, ju you just can't. But you know what? Donald Trump is a racist. He also supports prison slavery. He also, he also have given numerous speeches, especially when the audience is one of these police unions, uh, like the one in New York, uh, where he gave a speech and he he was making a mockery out of police brutality, telling them, you know, when you put them in the car, it's okay if they hit their head. And, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but, you know, he was encouraging police brutality. You ain't got to believe me. It's in the record. It was on video. Okay, this man is a clear and present danger. Now, I was willing willing to take that chance on Donald Trump because I, again, had something personal against Hillary Clinton. And it was more than just what they, what they did to get me suspended on YouTube unfairly, but it was also because of what they did to Libya and her being the main one who pushed for that war on, on it wasn't really a war because Congress didn't declare war but pushed the uh, Obama administration to wage war on Libya, all in support of uh, uh, to liberate weapons, not people, from Gaddafi's government to give to those jihadist terrorists that they were using in Syria to try to overthrow the Syrian government, okay? But what really got me was that interview she gave, it was aired on CBS. It was all pre-planned photo op opportunity. And I'll never forget it. You know, seeing the brutal way that uh, Muammar Gaddafi was killed by those jihadists. And I, and, and I say jihadists knowing what that word means to right-wingers and, 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 and what have you. But in this case, these were actual jihadists, okay? And um, they fit the stereotype. And they shoved, they anally raped this man with a rifle and bayonet. I mean, just brutally murdered while screaming Allah Akbar, which means God is great. God didn't have nothing to do with that. 
Hillary Clinton did. The Obama administration did. And then when she got the, the text on her unsecured Blackberry that wasn't government State Department issued and, and heard of his murder, what did she say? We came, we saw, he died, and then start laughing. That's pure evil. That's pure evil. And up to that point, Donald Trump had not shown that kind of evil. I, I always knew he was a racist, okay, who, who who has a way with playing to the crowd. I mean, he got experience from, from working with uh, Vince, Vince McMahon and the, uh, what was it, WWE. That's if if you watch him on those old WWE appearances, that's exactly what he does at his campaign. And the same, let's say, intellectually challenged people who think that fake wrestling is real, okay, that's his base right there. That's his base, okay. But at that point, he had not shown that that level of evil that I saw in the soul of Hillary Clinton when she laughed at the murder of Muammar Gaddafi. Very proud, shining moment, you know. Then you got photos of her shaking hands with his sons and all. There was no imminent uh, danger to the United States. Libya, most prosperous country in Africa, no weapons of mass destruction. That's how he was able to work his way back into the international community, was given that, and was even working with the CIA, apparently to his detriment, because they turned on him and handed him over to them jihadists to carry out a work. So, you know, I could not vote for that evil. Now, here we are four years removed. I cannot vote for the evil that is Donald Trump, who has gotten people killed out here in this street, streets, politicizing police brutality. Okay? So he's he's got to go. I know what Joe Biden did, and it's unforgivable. And I'll never forgive him for what he I shouldn't say that as as it don't matter if I forgive him or not. He need to be asking God for forgiveness for all the people that he hurt. But let's be real, he wasn't in it alone because black people, uh, their representatives also co-signed on to that crime bill and what have you. And we do have to look at the time period. And it was a lot of, a lot of economically challenged young people out there with no jobs, no direction, no hope no future, who who were shown a glamorized version of the drug life, street life, or what have you, by Hollywood, the music industry, glorifying all of that, materializing, you know, everything. And they were out there wilding in them streets, and they was killing a lot of people. And yes, old, older, elderly black people was calling for that doesn't make it right it's still it was still wrong but we also had to look at that time period and, and it's not unlike today when we look at the killing that's going on but that's neither here nor there i know about joe biden and i feel like joe biden can be controlled in his old age and i do feel like he can be pushed on some issues 
already they have committed to ending private prisons, something that Obama should have did during his first administration that he didn't do to the last few months of his administration, meaning barring any future federal contracts for private prisons. And they took a dive on the stock market and almost without, without, was just finished by capitalism. But then came Donald Trump. They held on. Donald Trump pumped them full of billions and billions of billions of more dollars, caging children and their parents, and, and, and then taking these kids and giving them the foster uh, places. Uh, who knows? Probably practicing slavery on them kids. And it is all part of prison slavery. Donald Trump's a clear and present danger right now. Right now. And, and so I, I'm not even willing to debate anybody on that, okay? He's got to go. And so I, I, I'm forced to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and, and, and hope that, you know, they, they uh, especially Kamala Harris, who came around on some progressive issues, and, you know, but Donald Trump's a clear and present danger, uh, pushing Biden Harris to the left that's a battle down the road. Donald Trump is the battle right now because he's gotten people killed. Yeah, I, I blame I blame these deaths on him. In part. All right. It, also in the news, Michigan is paying out six hundred million, almost a billion, but four hundred million short of the Flint residents following that drinking water disaster. And I haven't been keeping up with it honestly, but um, from what I can remember is still pretty much a, a disaster. And, you know, no amount of money can restore your health, especially with lead poisoning. Some of those children may never, ever be right again. Some of the, those teenagers, some of those young adults, they may never be right again. Okay, they, these problems may manifest down the road. Who's to say 600 million will cover it? But the fact that Nobody's been charged criminally. Um, I can't recall anybody being charged criminally. I certainly haven't heard about a trial, but um, a crime certainly occurred. And, and it, was wor it was worthy of a person uh, losing their freedom over to contemplate in, in solace what they did. All right, so man, 600 million the Flint residents following the drinking water disaster. And, you know, um, again, talking about politics, what has Donald Trump done but gut the Environmental Protection Agency? Okay? So it, it, it's more than just about a 1994 crime bill back in the day. Um, but, you know, um, there is a very high level of interest or intensity uh some writers are using that word and people being interested in voting um this year um again you know um their high stakes are are involved high stakes are involved so a lot of people uh are are very concerned about the trump administration trying to rig the election and and you know uh, people just don't have a lot of faith in the democratic uh, process. And, you know, that kind of could speak to what happened earlier today in Gaston County 
uh, at the courthouse. I bet a lot of people left there feeling um, no love or no faith in government. All right, so um, here's an important uh, item concerning COVID-19. Uh, a new rapid spit test for COVID-19 could be a game changer. Uh, the Real News, follow them on YouTube. They put, they're based in Baltimore and it's a nonprofit uh, media organization just like the Black Talk Media Project. Not exactly like it, but it's a nonprofit media organization uh, based out of Baltimore. Uh, check them out. And, you know, uh, part of the thing is on testing is the faster you can get people tested, the quicker you can get the results back from the test. That could make a big difference, you know, in, uh, can, in cutting down the number of virus transmissions. So um, they have a report out that there is a rapid spit test uh, underway and could soon be deployed. Um, so that's that was reported by the Real News uh, Network. Um, another thing of interest that I saw um, was uh, Democracy Now! did an interview with uh, this black economist by the name of Derek Hamilton. And I, I remembered him, not his name, but his fro in his glasses, uh, and he was part of Bernie Sanders' uh, campaign. And he said, uh, we will make Biden do it. Um, economist Derek Hamilton on pushing the next administration to the left. And by the way, I think I got cut off because I was talking about before uh, this stream was interrupted about racism on uh, different social media platforms and why the Black Talk Media Project felt then that there was a need to uh, create a safe digital space uh, called btrcommunity.com. And that's where I posted uh, these stories that I'm sharing uh, um, with you during this broadcast. So if you already remember uh, btrcommunity.com, um, if you're not following me, go ahead and give me a follow. Um, that way you'll see my streams. Uh, btrcommunity.com, uh, um, again, primarily was set up to uh, give um, people who experience racism on, on social media a safe digital space to engage in social media. Uh, with their peers and, and what have you. And and so um, it's $24 a year. Um, again, yeah, $24 a year for a subscription to, and it's ad-free. You you're not getting hit with any kind of ads asking you to buy this, buy that, sell you this, or sell you that. No, you don't see any of that. So, And it also helps us maintain the media operations um, that we have uh, through uh, the Black Talk Media Project. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Now, Joe Biden says, this is coming to you from CNBC.com. Joe Biden says, Kenosha cops must be held accountable for shooting black man Jacob Blake in the back. That was even worse than George Floyd watching that video. That was very, very traumatizing, very traumatizing. Um, I tell you, I don't even be wanting to watch these snuff films, and I have never, and I've seen and been reporting on police brutality for a very long time, but I ain't never seen nobody, a cop, grab somebody by the shirt, right, by the shoulder, while then pointing a the gun right at his back and just plow, 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 uh, I don't know, uh, Mr. Blake, 
but somebody been praying for him or he had been in prayer because I tell you, I I only know one other person to survive and they weren't shot at close range like that. But I had an uncle who's passed away now who was shot six times in the back with a 357 and he survived it. They thought he was going to die and he survived it. So Mr. Blake is still alive. Um, but his father says, and his father's from Charlotte, North Carolina, um, says that um, he's paralyzed from the waist down. And, and my uncle, um, his left leg was paralyzed, uh, but he still could walk around, but he had a brace, shot six times in the back. I, I just really, you know, can't attribute why Mr. Blake's still alive other than uh, to the point of divine intervention. Because um, how that cop missed um his heart i mean one shot to the heart he would have been done two shots to the heart and it looked like he was aiming center mass and somehow he missed the man's heart so wow man but that that that's horrific that make you want to go out and burn down some stuff that make you want to go out and hurt people it really really do i i feel i feel the pain of these young people how many times how many hundreds of videos do we have to see of you know these blatant just obvious murders and in this case attempted murders and you know they they just continue to to just get paid vacation for a time and then next thing you know they on the job again so i this is an issue you know martin luther king said uh, once um, talked about, I fear that I've integrated uh, black people into a burning house. A lot of people got that twisted. Well, and Harry Belafonte, years later, matter of fact, sometime in 2018, in an interview on NPR, said what Dr. King was talking about. And what Dr. King was talking about is that these these white folks that's in power is not going to stop practicing racism, institutional racism. Um, they're not going to stop neglecting the poor in the middle class. They're going to continue to send these people off to to these uh, unnecessary wars and, and get them killed, you know, and and people going to burn it down. People going to get tired and they going to burn it down. I'm telling you, man, um, Dr. King was a prophet, man. He might have been prophesizing that, hey, America's downfall is, is all of its city and capital is going to be burnt down to the ground because people can't practice justice. People won't stop practicing racism. So that's the last um, news story that I, I want to share with you um, on that. Uh, let me go ahead and check my stream right quick. I'm going to take a, a quick commercial break. And then when I come back, I will uh, check the phone lines. Uh, again, the telephone numbers are in the description. Um, I did have an issue with the broadcast earlier, but hopefully it picked right back up uh, where it left off. But I'm going to take a short, short break. And then when I come back, we'll jump into what just happened yesterday evening here in Gaston County for those that's been keeping up um, with my um, participation in local organizing to get a neo-confederate beacon of white supremacy removed from our county courthouse. Something that's going on all over the country and it 
it's not like this isn't the first time this um you know monument has been an issue uh in our county all right so you're listening to black talk radio news part of the black talk radio network and gaston county uh community talk i'll be right back on the other side Radio, your choice for digital black radio, new black media for the new millennium. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio News. What's up, Miss Hunter? Hello to you, um, Kelly Ray. How are you as well? Uh, yeah, I know the screen did freeze uh, for a second there, but uh, we're back. I don't know who to blame for that. I don't know whether to blame Zoom or to blame uh, Facebook for the stream. Uh, freezing up. So, um, did say I wanted to do a recap of, of what happened. So again, you know, my daughter calls me a few days after George Floyd was killed, crying. Uh, I can tell over the phone she was uh, shaken, very shaken by watching that video. Said she showed it to her son in order to have the talk with him that black parents and other non-white people forced to have in a racist society with their children. Um, she wanted to do something more than just have to talk and became an organizer basically overnight. Um, but, for, you know, obviously I was there um, and I was able to take that journey with her and she didn't have to go out there alone uh, to find a mentor or someone, you know, to, to, to try to bounce ideals off of and, and what's you should do and what you shouldn't do and just everything that goes in to organ organizing all the considerations you know because you call yourself an organizer that means you know people have put their faith and their trust in in you um that you're not going to get them out in a situation that could cost them their life unless they know ahead of time and they agree to put their life on on, on the line so um Part of the protest and march against police brutality in Gaston County. Um, also, again, this has been an issue in previous years, um, the issue of the Confederate idol, the white supremacy um, at the county courthouse was brought up. Um, the county commission, the county board of commissioners decided to create a council of understanding um, six people that was for removing the monument from the courthouse, six people that was for keeping it there. That sounds like a recipe for 
uh, what it, what do they call that? A hung jury to me. Oh, if it's six to six at the end of the day, then nothing, you know, was accomplished and what have you. But to my surprise, um, one of the people who were, were originally for keeping the monument there voted to move it after getting educated by other member members of the council. And it just happens to be that this individual was a Cuban immigrant, not from Gaston County, not born in the United States. And I just thought how how you couldn't have a more objective person. So obviously, you know, right wing leaning people thought that he would automatically be on their side or I don't know what was what was going on there. Um, you can kind of pick up on that on, in some of the comments that was made. Um, but ultimately, he voted to remove it. So you had a vote of seven to five to remove it. So then you had had more motions or resolutions uh, that, that were produced by the commission. Uh, one was to keep it there against the recommendation of the Council of Understanding, which was made up by Gaston County residents. Um, that got defeated five to two. Um, so uh, five thought that the statue should be removed. Then in the second resolution connected to that first one was to, to in order to stay within the law, gift the monument, which is county property, um, gift the monument to a private party and let them put it on private property if they want to go worship, you know, their idol. And for those that truly believe they're memorializing some people that they consider hero, I mean, uh, just go do what you're going to do over there. Not here at the courthouse. This ain't a graveyard. Um, ain't none of your ancestors buried there at the courthouse. And this isn't a museum. Okay? So uh, put it in a proper put it in a proper place. And the compromise was to give it to them and let them go practice whatever religion they practice in worshiping that false idol. Okay, but that that was the compromise. So then the Sons of Confederate Veterans backed out the deal, citing some dubious legal questions about they didn't know whether or not it was legal when that had been established since the Council of Understanding. It was established in there. It was established in the future uh, uh, meetings. That was never a question. So a lot of people, um, and I would say most people, believe that the Confederate, or excuse me, sons of Confederate veterans were never acting in good faith. They are the ones that reached out to the, to, to the county chairman, perhaps because I asked them to on a Facebook Live. I was like, it's getting dangerous out here. People want to destroy it. If you don't want to destroy it, I'm telling you, you need to take this thing, ask them for it. Apparently, they asked them for it, reached out to them, and, and that's how we came to this resolution to resolve the situation by gifting it to the neo-Confederates, all right? So they back out the deal, and then we find out Friday that Chad Brown and Jack Brown, two commissioners that voted in the, uh, who lost the vote in the five to two motion uh, to keep it at the courthouse, uh, these two uh, offer a resolution to revoke the deal with the Sons of Confederate Veterans 
and then also keep the monument there. And that passed tonight five to, was it five? No, it was four to three, four to three, four to three. I also discussed it, man. I tell you, I did turn in the petition, almost 200 signatures from those who signed the petition that I had put out earlier, urging these commissioners to vote no on that resolution. So uh, only three of them voted no. And so four is the majority. And so, but this ain't the end of it. This is not the end of it. Okay, it is certainly not the end of it. And I had to leave because I was angry and I might have said something and I just needed to get away from there. Okay, I needed to get away from there. That frustration was setting in, so I so I left. All right. So I don't know where we are right now. I will be making some phone calls tomorrow um, to some commissioners or emailing them and finding out what's up what's up next. Because after I left out, some people who stayed and, and you know, also signed up to speak, um, once me and my daughter left, um, after she got through speaking to the commissioners and, and expressing her disgust uh, with them from going back on the spirit of, of, of what the pre prior resolutions were about, um, I read on Facebook in, uh, people making comments about Fieldback, Tracy Fieldback, the chairman, saying this isn't the end of it. We can still do this. We can still do that again. I wasn't in the room. I don't know. Um, but when I say it isn't the end of it, I'm speaking for me. And so it's not going to be the end of it. And I, I'm not going to speculate about what my next moves are going to be. Um, but just know that there are some moves going to be made. And I do support uh, continue protesting at the county courthouse and, and just keeping that public pressure on. All right, so that's that's what's been going on. Uh, let me check my board. All right, um, but I did meet a guy. Let me before I close out. A couple of things, a couple of observations there. Um, there's a guy there named Will Grice, a black man who spoke up very angrily. Uh, he signed up to speak. He he had been at a couple. I had never seen him. We never, you know, locked eyes. But I had been told he was out there. And I was like, Will Grice, I know some Grices. And, and I didn't really see him till tonight. When he got up in the commissioner's meeting, you know, doing a, a public comment section, and he got up there angrily spouting fake history, talking about, 300,000 black men fought for the Confederacy. Man, it may not even, be, even have been 300,000 men in the Confederacy. I, it's neither there, here nor there. But for him to get up there and say some stuff like that, obviously not true. In defense of an idol to white supremacy, that is documented in the dedication speech that is documented in the newspapers of the time at night during 1912. And for him, man, I tell you, man, he made me so angry. Um, I had to leave, man. I, I, I just, again, I had to leave. I, I think he spoke before me and that might've been the reason I was still there. But I know this man, I known this man ever since, um, my mother, 
moved us back here from Detroit, Michigan, all right, um, where I was raised from the age two up until I was 12 years old, came down here. I think I met him around, I was 13 years old down at my cousin's house because he's kin to some of my cousins by their mother, and I'm kin to my cousins by their uh, deceased father who would have been my uncle and what have you. So, you know, we all sitting around and, and doing things and hanging out and whatnot. And I hear this guy, you know, talking about this, that, and, and the other. Um, but I hadn't seen him in probably over 10 or 20 years. He lives in Charlotte now, but he came all the way from Charlotte uh, to come to Gaston County to, I'm trying to keep my language um acceptable here for family, you know, broadcast, but to act in the way that he act and to be ignorant with his comments and, and act like it wasn't racism. And then he wants to talk about Anthony Bottoms. I, I mean, I've been new about Anthony Bottoms, all right, who was a black slaver, all right? Um, and yes, they, I have read about four, maybe at the most four black men who enslaved black people in the United States or during the colonial period, all right? But that still don't make it not racist. This is what, this is where these people show their ignorance, okay? They want to say, oh, it wasn't about racism, even though the Confederate Constitution mentions the Negro is inferior and it is not afforded uh, the rights of the white male citizens and, and of course the women i don't even understand why any women uh, would even support the notion of the, of the confederacy knowing it was also founded on on misogyny and what have you but it talks it, it is a document rooted in racism and nobody can deny it and the main cause was for slavery and it talked about only negro negroes could be slaves so it don't matter to me if this dude in South Carolina, this black dude in South Carolina, black farmer, whatever, supported the Confederacy because he wanted to keep enslaving people. It don't matter to me that one of the first slavers in U U.S. history, or I should say North American history, is a black farmer. Okay, Anthony Bottom, I, I think that's his name, but I've read about him. Okay famous court case in, in the Virginia Commonwealth and what have you. I, I'm a historian. I, you know, I may not have the credentials of a historian, but I read and I have always loved to read. But what does it matter? Tell me what white slaves did these black slavers own? So the fact that it was not lawful for anyone to own white slaves when Anthony Bottom was enslaving black people when the guy in south carolina was enslaving black people the fact that they didn't and were not allowed to own white people how much how much more evidence do you need that the that the institution was racist okay that it was race-based that the confederacy was race-based and the united states for quite some time in codified in law in law okay so throwing up these black tokens and and again when you have a one-on-one -on -one, when i have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with some of these people they 
they just become very, very quiet when they get hit with some facts and they know that you see right through the talking points that has been given to them. Okay. So I'll tell you, man, it's, it's, it's just a shame that some people want to remain stuck in history, meaning stuck in the past and don't want to step into the 21st century. And they want to hold on um, to these ideals um, that are not rooted in inequality, that are not rooted in anything uh, worth giving honor to or giving energy to. It's, it's, it's just a shame, man, um, that we have people like that still in this world. All right, so I'm going to bring this broadcast to an end. I will be doing quite a, a bit more uh, BTR News podcast because uh, drop production of com conversation reparations uh, Elliot Booker will now produce that program. Um, I'm not going to um, produce, although I'll probably be involved in the technical production, but I really don't even want to do that with New Abolitionist Radio. So I'm looking for hosts for New Abolitionist uh, Radio, um, but I have to clear my plate because I'm behind on a lot of my uh, duties in terms of keeping up with uh, podcast stats and getting out reports and what have you. And I just want to thank uh, my family of podcasters for being patient uh, with me. But, you know, I, I, I'm dropping a lot of stuff off my plate because I was overextended. Um, but I will, uh, that means I will be doing a regular BTR news broadcast, um, and which, of course, turn into podcasts. All right. Please continue to support the elevation of independent black uh, voices and other marginalized voices. Uh, you can make a donation today to uh, a non-profit Black Talk Media Project uh, based here in Gaston County, North Carolina. With that said, until um, next time, peace and blessings to all. I'm out.